Podcast where craft beer and indie games unite. I am Jackie Bider, and I am joined by my co-host Casey Bowker. And this evening we are going to be reviewing Ambar's Fate and Knucklehead Dark Shadow. Uh, so let's let's get into the news. Yeah, yeah. So not a lot of news, I guess. Not a lot of indie news, but um, there's been some things that's been happening the last couple of weeks uh, from the last time you guys heard us. Um, one big thing was that Nintendo is going to be finally rolling out mobile gaming in 2017. Um, their first game is going to be an amiibo game, or me. It's going to feature the Mies. The yeah. Mies. The amiibos are like yeah. these things. I like the amiibos more than I like yeah. the Mies. Like these. Yeah. So, um, just in case you didn't hear, Jackie picked up her uh, Yoshi Woolly World Japanese edition. Yes, it is. Specific. I was just gonna say it doesn't look American. Yeah, I only have one that has English on it. I got impatient with the other two, and I bought them off of Amazon because I'm ridiculous and I need all of the variations of Mario, and I needed a yarn Woolly amiibo. And you need them now. I needed them immediately. Immediately. And the chances of me being able to get them in the United States were probably slim to none because every time I go to the Webster Target, they're always sold out. So Was it more expensive to get them? Oh, yeah. <clears throat> I'm not going to ask you how much it costs. Um, it, wasn't, it wasn't too much more. I want to say that I spent $12.99 on the one I actually found at Target, and that was completely a twist of fate, and it was basically... The gaming gods were saying, you need to buy this. Which um, one was that? That was the... First Mario? Classic Color Mario. Okay. And then these, I want to say, were like $20, $21 each. Okay. So they weren't too bad. You don't want to know how much I've spent on toys, so that's fine. <laughs> yeah, that's. I feel like that's relatively tame compared yeah. to some of your acquisitions. That's a normal purchase. I mean, I think that the most expensive toy that I've ever bought was my talking Elcor plushie, and that was like 30 bucks, and I bought it at Pax East because it was exclusive at the Sanchi, or San, Sanchi booth. And then I convinced um, Amanda Erickson to buy one. Oh, okay. Yeah, no, I've spent a lot more money than that. Um, what do you think about like the Nintendo uh, coming to mobile devices? I, I think it's going to be one of the things that helps save the company because people love Nintendo and they want to be able to carry Nintendo around in their pockets and maybe cannot discreetly bust out their 3DS XLs or you know gaming consoles and uh, and play the game. So I think it's. I think it's a move in the right direction for Nintendo. My fear is that they might have gotten in on the market a bit too late. Yeah, it's going to be interesting to see <laughs> what the price points are going to be on the games, if they're going to be free with in-app purchases. Um, also, I've heard for the next, I guess this would be another piece of news, was they're announced, or their plans for, I think it's like the Nintendo X or something. Or NX. NX. Um, and basically... Their goal would be uh, what they were supposed to do with the Wii, which was you play the game at home, then you take the game on the road with you. But the Wii controller, you can still see it, right? Mm-hmm. But I think, like, your Wii still has to be on and all that kind of stuff. Like, this is really, like... So, basically, it's going to completely take... So, like, the gamepad, for anybody who doesn't have a Wii U, you could essentially, with certain games, um, literally just take the gamepad with you and just play the game. Like, I... I've had a couple of instances where I was playing through um, 
Yoshi's Island on the gamepad, and I could have it on the TV if I wanted, but my husband was able to keep watching TV, but I was able to sit there and just play Yoshi. I wonder, yeah, so... So that I think they, maybe the intention is instead of just simply streaming it from the device, they're actually going to like make it so that it can operate independently yep. of the console? And that's one of the things that they were supposed to do with the Vita... Um, and it, when it works, it works awesome. Like you can play your game through it and it's really, really cool. Mm -hmm. But, uh, it's just like so few and far between. And now like the Vita is like on its last legs, which is kind of a shame. Um, I really like that device, but the only problem is that there's not enough good games and some of the games that are really good are rare and you have to spend a shit ton of money Plus, the one thing that probably hurt them more than anything is not being able to accept, like, a standard SD card in them and instead charge, like, $70 for, like, a 8 gigabyte card when they're, like, $3 now, maybe $10. That's, that's like, a Sony issue in general because for a long time they didn't embrace the SD card. So if you got a Sony camera, you had to get some, like, stupid proprietary tiny little SD card. Right. So... Yeah, and I and and I I do like the concept. I think that the concept is sound, and I think it'll allow them to do very very well. Um, There's something I was gonna say, and I can't remember what it is now. About mobile gaming? Uh, possibly. I can't quite recall, but. Well, if you think about it. Um, Before the it end up. of this segment, yeah. I'll bring it <laughs> so uh, another piece of news um, that just dropped today, which is crazy. Uh, we're recording this on eleven three, so you guys are going to hear this on eleven seven. Yeah, so a couple yeah, days from now, days in from the now. future. In the future, um, Activision uh, has bought the Candy Crush Makers King for five point nine billion dollars that's a lot of uh that's a lot of lives that money that's like so i when i read it i exclaimed that you know disney bought well marvel and star wars for cheaper like they bought disney disney bought star wars for like four billion i think Mm -hmm. and i think you know uh marvel around the same thing Though Candy Crush appeals to, I would say, an even even wider audience than those because it's like grandmas. You know what I mean? Like, can't tell you how many times when we worked at the Apple Store, they're like, "I can't lose my Candy Crush yes. progress." Oh my gosh! So I've invested seventy five dollars in this game. It's a free app with in game purchases. That's an absurd amount of money. An absurd amount of money. They they've they probably are the same people who like wouldn't buy. A PlayStation 4 for, like, their grandkids because it's too much money. But they've probably spent thousands on Candy Crush. Yeah. Um, I I think it's crazy. I think good for King, you know what I mean, for taking, like, a relatively simple concept, you know, of, like, Paper... Uh, no, Dr. Mario and, like, all those kind yeah. of things, those puzzle games... Um, bejeweled. Yeah, text. Yeah, exactly. I wonder how much Bejeweled is worth, man. That's like one of the originals. Yeah. But Activision, um, to the best of my knowledge, I don't even know what the fuck they've done recently. Other than, I think they're, they endorsed they're involved, another... They're involved with Destiny, I think. Activision is? Oh, you may Activision be right. Is, uh, I think Activision is involved with Destiny now. You could be, and I believe... I feel like that name came up in a conversation at work. Yeah, that's, I mean, they do the Call of Duties um, as well. Mm-hmm. 
mm-hmm. and Skylanders. But I just, like, my association with Activision is the Tony Hawk games from back in the day and the Amazing Spider-Man games, which I fucking love. Uh-huh. Um, and also, like, Guitar Hero. So, I mean, they have the money. It's just that, like, you're right. It's it's Destiny and Call of Duty and Skylanders where I'm sure, like, lately that's where their, yeah. their bread and butter has been. Yeah. Um, Bungie and Activision collaborated on Destiny. Okay. Well, so. I mean, good for them. Maybe they'll add... I don't know. I don't think they would add anything. They probably just want to take the money for it. <laughs> like, Fair enough. If it's not broke. Don't fix yeah. it. Yeah. Though they could do what, uh, what is it, Ravio did with um, Angry Birds. And then Angry Birds 2 is, like, so fucking good. It's, like, a really fun game. <laughs> hmm. And um, I was shocked because I was like, Angry Birds 2? What could you do? And they did it. They just They just made it more fun. It's a lot more weird shit happens in it. And, I mean, I even, like... The Star Wars ones, and I actually really like the Transformers one. So, is I don't it know. Transformers Angry Birds? Oh yeah, it's pretty fun. Apparently, I've been out of the loop. <laughs> You're out long. of the Angry Bird loop. <laughs> um, all right, so moving on, we have. By the time you guys are listening to this, the trailer for Warcraft um, probably has dropped. They released a teaser of a trailer today, um, which was 15 seconds long. Um, I don't know if you had a chance to watch it. I have not. It looks a lot like everything, like Lord of the Rings. Eh, it looks like a lot like Lord of the Rings, honestly. Which wouldn't surprise no. me because it's all kind of based on the same lore-ish kind yeah. of thing. Concept, races, etc. Yeah. That, that movie has me nervous just simply because it's... I don't know. I I got into Warcraft with Warcraft 3. Okay. Or actually, no. I think I was playing World of Warcraft and then I went to Warcraft 3, which were both solid games. Both solid games, let's be honest. But I was very engaged with Warcraft 3, and as I may have mentioned before, either on this or another podcast, or maybe even just in in casual conversation, (laughs) um, I liked Warcraft 3 so much that I actually finished Wrath of the Lich King, the expansion for World of Warcraft, in like less than a month. It took me almost... Over a year, possibly almost two years, to finish Burning Crusade. Oh, wow. That's how much I liked it. Because it was the whole story of you're going to get to kick Arthas' butt for all the terrible things he did to everybody. Right. And uh, he's going to finally get his. But yeah, um, neither here nor there. But that it does make me nervous because video games to movies doesn't always translate well. Right. Yeah, I agree. I... So Duncan Jones is directing it. It's the guy who directed Moon. Um, apparently, he's a huge Warcraft fan. It's got it's got a lot of good actors. I know Dominic Cooper's in it. There's a lot of people who are in it who have like uh, mocap, like motion capture. Like a lot of the mm-hmm. actors are that. Um, and I, what I saw, it looks cool. I have to see like the full trailer, uh, but. I'm a huge Warcraft fan, Warcraft 2 especially. I have never played World of Warcraft because I kind of figured I would not exist. Like, I saw that game when it, it is, came out. It's a rabbit hole. Yeah, and I was like, and then I started, like, my roommates at the time were playing it and not, mm-hmm. like, leaving the room and not showering. And then, like, you'd read things like, oh, this guy and his wife got divorced because of Warcraft and all this. And I was like, you know what? Widows of Warcraft was a real thing. Yeah, I didn't want to go down that 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 hole, um, as you said, not that I 
had a widow at the time, but um, yeah, I just avoided it. But I'm a huge fan of the original. Like I remember playing Warcraft the first time, and I was coming off of like being a big Call of Duty fan, or not Call of Duty, um, Command and Conquer, and I like pretty much everything that Blizzard's ever put out before for like the Super mm-hmm. Nintendo, and then on PC. So I'm excited to see the film. My expectations are low. I just want to be like pleasantly surprised mm-hmm. um but it's warcraft he said it's not world of warcraft which which is good which is good yeah because i mean even though War- world of warcraft's quests were kind of story driven and kind of paralleled with the lore and kind of took place after certain events yeah um you know I, it's it's good that they're not doing that because it was open-ended enough that you would just like keep playing it forever and ever and ever again and, and then, ever yeah so i mean I, I played world of warcraft and i definitely know where that came from because i was addicted for a bit i met my husband playing world of warcraft so there you go a little bit of personal exposure. <laughs> I, my opinions on world of warcraft are a bit different a but little for different bit, reasons. Yeah. <laughs> he wasn't married at the time was he? he was not no he was not he was not married at the time <laughs> um so uh another piece of info is that fallout comes out <laughs> On November 11th, uh, Fallout 4, so very soon. Um, Along with it, they are releasing a... You say it, because I I feel like I'm going to say it wrong. Um, Jones Soda will be releasing a Target-exclusive soda called uh, Nuka-Cola Quantum, which, from what I've seen so far, is just basically a repackaging of their berry lemonade. Yeah, which is delicious. It is delicious. It's one of my favorites. And it's got that perfect, like, blue neon hue that the Nuka-Cola Quantum has in Fallout 3. And I think it it makes an appearance in Fallout New Vegas. I don't quite recall, because I know Sunset Sarsaparilla is, like, the big thing in that game. So that's really exciting, and I will very much be going to Target and trying to buy as much as possible, much to my husband's chagrin, um, because I need it in my life. Um... And we will review it. And we will review it. If we get it. If we get it. <laughs> One thing we're probably not going to get is the Fallout beer. Uh, in the UK, you lucky, lucky devils, you, if anybody is listening, they will be receiving... It's a relatively weak. It's only 4% ABV. But okay. they will be getting a beer, um, a Fallout-themed beer. And it cannot be acquired in the United States at this time, but it would have been really awesome if they had, like, partnered with a craft brewery like HBO did with Oma Gang. Yeah. Because that would have been legit if anybody is listening. It'd be funny if it was like... <laughs> and then send us some. <laughs> It'd be good if it was, like, 20% alcohol. <laughs> that It like, was radioactive. <laughs> yeah, and they could call it something like, uh, I don't know, like, megaton something or other. Yeah. Oh, well. Missed opportunity. Maybe in America, where we like alcohol to an excessive amount, we'll see something of a higher alcohol content. And this this was my theory on it, because in the UK, you can drink a lot younger than you can in the US. Yeah. So they were taking into account, well, what can our younger fans with disposable income drink? And then in the UK, yeah, a 16-year-old can buy a really cheap, weak beer. Right. But here, the best that they can do is, you know, Jones Soda, and then sneak some of their dad's super, super cheap, disgusting alcohol mixed in. <laughs> like some vodka or something? Yeah. All right. That's it could, it could happen. Could um. happen. That's my theory, though, why they made that selection. But anyway. <laughs> so if we get it, um, 
we'll we'll review it and we'll review Fallout in general, and we'll probably have a special guest on that episode. Oh, we're, we're trying to. I have a friend who's more obsessed with Fallout than I am. And okay, it would be a valuable contribution to the podcast. Um, one other thing, uh, and seven days coming up in between the time you guys hear this and Fallout comes out and all that stuff too. So celebrate! Woo! Yeah, Jackie's got her N seven. Um, thingy on and hoodie my space, and my space pants and your space pants um so last piece of news um is about us is we finished shooting our pumpkin party episode uh so i think we hinted at it last time where we were going to drink a bunch of alcohol and it would be pumpkin themed um we did it it was awesome uh we shot a video episode for it that might be our first official video episode <laughs> And I we, may, yeah, and I don't want to look at another pumpkin beer again. Until oh my year. gosh! I tried. So we, I don't know how much pumpkin beer we had. We had a lot. It was and, a lot. Um, there was twelve, twelve different kinds, I think. Yes. That we had specifically. And I, I tried some the next day, like because I just wanted a beer for some reason, and I was like, you know what? I don't want a beer. Right now. It was that. <laughs> it was that Saranac kind. Uh, that one. Was that one okay. wasn't bad. That <clears throat> one I did not care for the Sam Adams pumpkin one harvest pumpkin oh maybe that was it i didn't have the pumpkin jack i think that the i don't know if that was their intention but the reason i didn't quite like the sam adams pumpkin one is it tastes too much like a belgian style okay and it wasn't a well executed belgian style yeah what did you have at my house this weekend um i had a couple of them i had an elysian pumpkin beer that i don't remember the name of okay because I brought the I brought, I brought the pumpkin ale over to your apartment. I kept the uh, the stout here. Okay. Um, I brought the shipyard smash pumpkin, which was incredible. Which and, I didn't try. And I think I brought a bottle of my cellared pumpkin. I don't know if anybody actually oh, drank that. Oh, someone did. It's gone. Yeah, it was gone. It's gone. Did you yeah. get any of it? Nope. I didn't drink any beer that night. At a Halloween party, I drank a lot of alcohol, but not uh, not that we had. So my fiance made a punch, which was very deadly. It did not taste like any sort of alcohol at all, and it did not have any of the punch. It, oh my gosh! Should have taken advantage of it because I wasn't driving. Yeah, it was a, uh, it was an experience to say the least. Yeah. So news is done. I think now is the time. Let's get into our our game, uh, Amber's Fate. Review Ambar's Fate, which is a game by a company. I hope I don't butcher their name. Encaris <laughs> Eknaris Games. Um, the it is a mobile game, and it is a choose-your-own-adventure role-playing game. Um, the plot of it is you are saving your people from a sighing sickness, and it is basically destroying everything that you hold dear. And you are chosen to find out what's going on and see if you can fix it. Um, chosen by the gods. You're chosen by the goddess. Or the, yeah, the goddess from a druid. Yeah, druid, and it's like a very heavily based in mythology and 
like Dungeons and Dragons style stuff. Yeah, it, it's a de- it's so it's got a good mix. Um, the choose your own adventure aspect of it, I like a lot. Um, there's another game company, another mobile game company that does something similar in that respect. It's called Cubus Games, mm-hmm. and um, they're also they're South American. <laughs> yeah. I think these guys are too, and. Uh, you know, so that those guys do strictly choose your own adventure games. Um, the thing that really makes this one different is that it has role playing ah role playing elements to it. So, yeah. a lot like D anD D, which I yeah. really enjoy. Yeah, because the the combat is well, you still have your statistics and all that that you kind of either uh, conceive of at the beginning, or you can choose from two pre made characters. Oh and, really? Yeah, and I then during the um, during the tutorial, you're getting familiar with the combat system. Basically, you're rolling this dice, <clears throat> and then if you have a higher, like if you're attacking and you have a higher number than your opponent, they will sustain damage if their damage is higher. If their if the amount of damage, yeah, if their defense is lower, lower than whatever your attack is. And then um, in the reverse, if your defense roll is higher than their attack, you don't sustain damage. Which is classic D anD D. Yeah, basically classic <laughs> D anD D, which I don't really understand because I've only played D anD D style games like once or twice. But. I've played a lot of them, <laughs> so you can speak to it more intelligently than I can. <laughs> I've never played Dungeons and Dragons in its pure form, so I. You did good, though. You did good. Yeah. I so I no, no, it's fine. Like, um, you start off just like you would in D anD D. You create your character. You name your character. There's only a few choices, right? I I pick like a rogue guy. Mm-hmm. Um, and I, there's a fighter. And then there's one more, I think, a magic user. Um, so I was in between. And the cool thing is is that you do get to assign your points to them. You know, So you can assign your agility, dexterity, stamina, strength, etc., intelligence. Mm-hmm. Um, and you get to divvy up the points of how to kind of stack your character. And um, so that's at the beginning of the game. And then once you get that, you get into the story about... Um, what Jackie said, where like the land is plagued by this weird, well, at least your land is plagued by um, this weird illness that's killing a bunch of people, and you're tasked with trying to find the cure for it. Um, so you set off on your adventure. Very much classic Dungeons and Dragons type story. So uh, I really like that. And, I mean, you can add upgrades to your character as time goes on. You get experience points. Mm -hmm. You get gold. I mean, it's, you know. Buy rations. Yeah. And hang out out in inns with bar wenches who give you useful information. Yeah, that's true. Yeah. When I retire, I'm going to become a bar wench so that I can tell stories and (laughs) information. Spin yarns. (laughs) And drink beer. And just drink. Um, Yeah, I, I thought it was... You know, I have not read a choose-your-own-adventure novel in a long time outside of Cubist Games. Um, but this one I actually got super into. And um, I used to read those all the time when I was a kid. So I, I very much enjoyed myself um, 
getting into the story. And you like the story too, right? I did. I did. Um, and I have, I have played like kind of a choose your own adventure type game recently. And by recently, I mean like within the last 18 months, uh, there's another, yet another company, uh, called Tin Man Games and they do, um, they do also do choose your own adventure type books, um, in mobile format and PC and Mac and whatnot. And, uh, the one I played was like more of a superhero theme, but they do all sorts of different ones. Um, but I, and I also read them when I was a kid. I didn't read them extensively, but the, uh, my brother and I were really into the R.L. Stein ones. Yeah, me too. Those are the ones. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. And I probably, there was like one that was like a, like a haunted carnival one that I probably read hundreds of times <laughs> it's quite good um but i you know i really enjoyed the storyline i really enjoyed how it was presented even the combat system once i got the hang of it wasn't terribly annoying but uh overall i mean it was pretty well executed um yeah I it. no i i was liking um so as you're going along uh you know you encounter different creatures or whatever and you can die and when you die you go back to the last <laughs> save point so what they give you are bookmarks which i thought was neat um that you can place at different points like you choose them but there's limited amounts so i think there's only five bookmarks and i remember i i had one i died i lost this battle and i had to go back and then i made a different choice like i was kind of just pressing you know, not really paying attention again because I already knew where I wanted to go, and I made a different choice on accident, and then I ended up going some different route completely, <laughs> which um, was cool. But I like that. Uh, it's the same thing I feel like in Resident Evil. You know, when you have like the what are those like film canisters or like mm. the no the typing ink, and you only have like a limited amount of them. So mm. like to save, mm. I like that it makes you make that choice. Mm. Um, so I thought that was really cool. Uh, and then throughout the game, this is like, it was kind of weird. So there's drawings in different points of the book, but some of them are in color and a lot of them were in black and white. And I wasn't sure why, like it felt like unfinished in that respect. And that, and that, I mean, that could very well be, there are a lot of, um, there are a lot of like handmade elements to the game yeah. that I think lends itself to the genre certainly, because um, they're like in the at least in the combat system you see these like pencil drawings, and and then like you said there's these like full color drawings and it kind of seems like either they either were trying to like commit to kind of like a adventurer's notebook I guess you could say yes. Uh, where they, like, make drawings of the things that they see and do, or, like, executing, like, a true storybook, and then ran out of time. <laughs> I think that was the only thing, was that the, yeah, if it would have been either cool if they went 100% full color, or if they would have kept it even less um, artistic and made it look like somebody, like, sketched what they saw. Mm-hmm. Um so what like so minor, but just something that stood out to me. Um, one thing that stood out like a hundred percent amazing was the sound design in this game. Like that was the thing I liked about it the most is like constantly any place you went to, there was a different set of sounds. Like if you went into the bar, you heard like the fire going, you hear people talking in the background, hearing 
drinks clinking. You're hearing music playing. It's like, it's crazy how immersive you are in. And I think that's a really cool element. I mean, I know it's almost impossible to do that if you were reading an actual book, mm-hmm. you know what I mean? To set yourself in there, which is great that you have it in mobile form. But um, that makes me like want to read more of these or play these games rather because I was like, wow, this is really fun to like, mm-hmm. you know, I'm walking through a, a swamp and I'm hearing like the slosh of my boots and like um, frogs croak and all this stuff like that. So, yeah. oh my God, that was fun. Yeah, unfortunately, when I was playing it, I couldn't take advantage of the sound because I was like playing it in between calls. <laughs> See, I had a, I had my head, I always had my headphones. <laughs> yeah, I uh, did not think that far ahead, so I was like sitting there and I was like reading your notes, and I'm like, oh man. So now I'm gonna have to play it when I'm not at work and just be yes. like, or with my headphones in and be like, oh, this is awesome. Yeah, I played it a little bit at home. Like I started at home and I played some more at work, but. Yeah, it's just, like, that's one of the best parts of the game, and I'm sorry. You will experience it, though, but um, mm-hmm. the sound design is really good. Um, you know, I I don't know. I can't speak more about it. It was just, like, you know, you're swimming. You can hear yourself swimming. Mm-hmm. Like, it was fun. It was a lot of fun. Um, another kind of knock, though, even though I just gave you a bunch of praises, sorry, uh, was there was some... Weird spellings uh, of words as well as some typos in it. Mm-hmm. And there wasn't enough breaks in the actual wordage, and that might be like a sizing issue, could which be. I could understand. Um, so, like, as you're reading it, sometimes the voices blended into each other if you had two different characters because mm-hmm. of there's nothing to distinguish who's talking other than. I mean, you know, your your brain fills in the gaps yeah. sort of thing, but a lot of it wasn't like, oh, okay, this is clearly defined who's talking right now. So that was one of the things that I kind of was like, eh. I wish it was a little bit more broken up between my conversation and the other person who I'm talking with. And, you know, if it's an indie studio, their budget <coughs> might be a little bit limited. They don't have the the privilege of, you know, hiring multiple voice actors, so... That, yeah. I can, that I can understand. Yeah. They just got some, some people that they know, and they're like, hey, we need you to record some dialogue. And they're like, okay. Yeah. <laughs> Fair enough. Um, and and yeah, I would I would have to concur on some of those elements. The typographical errors were a little bit distracting at points. It didn't take away from it enough that I was like, oh, this is not a good game, and no. I'm not going to continue playing it. And I also thought the pacing was pretty good, because there's some, you know, some stories in some games where they beat to death, like this, we're traveling through a dangerous wood. Oh, there's a monster. You know, things like that. Like, it moved quickly enough that I didn't get bored. And kind of helped me along the story. Um, And then the battle system, since I am not well-versed in Dungeons & Dragons, that got a little bit annoying. Just, like, how to do it or the dice throwing? Like, once I got the hang of it, like, I could kind of time it and say, like, okay, I need to, like, tap it now so that I get a higher score. But at the same time, I was like... Oh, there's nothing predictable about this other than the dice. And you're like, ah! <laughs> that is, that's it though, because if you're rolling the dice, you, there's no way to time it, you know what I mean? Mm-hmm. Like, Yeah. You, you know, some people are good, I guess, yeah. at it. I'm, it's, it's more representative of the actual, like, activity of rolling a dice. Yes, so. yes. That, that's fair enough. 
I um so that was one thing I did I did enjoy though. So when you're fighting, you get to pick which uh stance, I guess you want to say. So you can be on the offensive and you'll have a higher um hit percentage but lower defense and then vice versa you can be on the defensive side or you can just take a neutral stance and your stats don't change either way um i never pick neutral i always pick offensive which i only died once in the game so i felt pretty good about that but uh yeah it was i like that you could decide though like as in in mid play and um also if you had a consumable that takes up a turn which is also typical in D&D. Mm-hmm. Um, they usually don't do that in most role-playing games that you play, like, video game-wise. If you take a drink of a potion, it doesn't usually waste your entire turn, but this one does. So, that was a choose wisely where you actually want to heal yourself, because mm-hmm. you could be screwed. Exactly. Exactly. Yeah, so, what do we think of the game overall? Let's rate it. I really liked it. Um, I would probably give it an 8.5. I am going to give it a few knock a little bit off because of the typos. <laughs> okay. That's and, the editor in you, yes. And also <coughs> the combat system. I like the combat system, but it frustrated me a little bit, so that's why it's <laughs> losing some points. I did overall enjoy the game, and it was some, it is something that I would recommend to a friend because we have some people that we work with that are really into RPGs. Yes, we do. And I think that they would quite enjoy it. Yeah, I think... Um, I agree with you. I would say, and I was thinking about this, I'm going to give it the same, um, only because of the wordage being so close together that I sometimes didn't know who I was reading, um, and then the coloring thing, just because I, like I said, it didn't seem cohesive, but, uh... All the other things, like the fighting system, the sound design, the actual story itself, um... And it's easy. It's a really easy read. You know what I mean? There's mm-hmm. no, like, complicated words. Um, the most pages that you're ever going to read is five pages. And um, Jackie and I both have iPhone 6s, right? Yeah. So, I mean, like, I don't know what it's like if you have a smaller phone or a bigger phone or whatever. But um, you're really not, you know, reading too much before you have to make a choice or fight or something like that. So, um I thought that that was really cool. And, you know, it's just complicated enough to not be, like, boring either. Yeah, and if you want to focus more on the story, you do have options, so you don't actually have to fight, like, every five seconds. You, you can, don't have to, no. Yeah, you can basically... You can sneak. You can choose to sneak around. Yeah, or, you can take a different path and all that, <coughs> all that good stuff. So that's that's also a benefit of the game. Yeah, absolutely. Uh, so, where to pick it up? You can get it on the iOS App Store. Um, and if you are an Android, you can find it on Google Play. Yes. And I can't remember. Ah, shit. That's what I wanted to look up. I can't remember how much it costs um, to get it. We were very lucky enough to get a review copy from the developer um, from Echinaris Games. Uh, so we don't know how much it costs exactly. <laughs> but um, I can't imagine it being too bad because these guys are... Uh, they're a smaller company. Yeah, it's ninety nine cents on Google Play. Okay, all right, perfect. And then, and then I would imagine at the App Store, it's got to be close to it. Yeah. But um, I I implore you guys, the game just came out uh, not too long ago. Uh, I think it was 
early September or middle of September, um, go in. If you if you actually decide to get it based off of what we're telling you, go in, rate and review them. They're an independent game studio. Mm-hmm. They need all of the help that they can get in the sense of just, you know, spread it. Tell Even if you didn't like it, but tell people, rate and review it. And uh, let them know because this is a unique game that you're not going to come across like all the time. You're not going to see exactly. these types of games. Exactly. And but if you want to, yeah, and it may not be your cup of tea, but you may you may find merit to it, and somebody else might find it interesting. And I did just look up the price on iOS right now; it's two ninety nine. So it's not a terrible price for a game that doesn't have any in game purchases. Exactly. That's the other thing. It is a fully developed game. I'm not quite sure how many hours it is to take. I can't imagine it more than eight, um, if that. I mean, but it's it's rated nine plus. Uh, I would say. You know, you're going to kill some monsters. I, I would say it's the 9 plus for the reading level. That's it. You know what I mean? Yeah. Just some of the words and, that you got to get through. Yeah, and then there, yeah, there's some content, but not anything like... There was, like, no body humor. You weren't having like sex that. with a bottle Exactly. <laughs> you, you didn't have the option to, like, seduce the wench or anything like that. Yeah. Um, if you do like that kind of thing, there's another game we could probably recommend. It's not mobile. But it's called Drinking Quest. <laughs> oh, Drinking um, Quest? Yeah. Oh, yeah, yeah. It's not Drinking Quest by any stretch of the imagination, if you're familiar with that, which is, while it's a great game, not suitable for children. Right. No, no, no. Um, but anywho, yeah, so Eknar's Games... Check out uh, Ombre's Fate, and we are going to get into our beer review. And now for our beer review of Dark Shadow, a seasonal beer from Knucklehead Craft Brewing in Webster, New York. So for me, it's my hometown beer. It's literally (laughs) brewed minutes from where we're sitting at the moment. Uh, it is one of my favorite breweries, and they aren't paying me to say that because it's right down the street. They have great beer, and uh, this is really, to me, no exception. It is a uh, American Porter at 7.4 ABV. Uh, it was just recently released on October 22nd. They had a big release party at the brewery. It is brewed with New York State maple syrup. And Madagascarin... Madagascan? Madagascan vanilla beans. Uh, right now, the beer is only available at the brewery um, and may not be available for much longer because they their special edition beers tend to sell out really quickly. Their Ichabod's Gordadale, which was their pumpkin offering, only lasted a couple of weeks. Wow. And by a couple of weeks, I want to say it was probably only like two. They, madness. Um... Aren't they one of the oldest breweries? Knucklehead? Uh, no, they're not. They've actually they've been out for just shy of a year. Oh, so they're their name they're, sounds familiar. They're a baby brewery. Okay, they're well, a baby brewery. They're awesome people. I need to go there because this beer is good. Um, but we'll get into it. Uh, let's talk about like what it looks like and how it smells, all that kind of fun stuff. It's a it's a dark beer. It's got a Very little bit dark. of like a reddish tint to it. It's a little bit like it's not a hundred percent opaque. It's not like a like a, a Guinness or anything like that. It's a little bit transparent, so it's not the heaviest beer you're ever going to drink. It has a little bit of a reddish tint to it. Um, not much of a head on this beer, no. depending on how you pour it. Um, not a whole lot of lacing either, um, but it does have very nice vanilla fragrance to it. You can definitely smell the maple syrup in it. 
It yeah. smells delicious. It does smell delicious. It smells like pancakes and coffee. Yeah. <laughs> with maple syrup, and it's a good smell. I, I would say that's probably one of the best ways to describe it. And um, as far as taste goes, uh, the vanilla, I think, is... The vanilla and the maple syrup are the first thing to hit you. Mm-hmm. I think um, it definitely leaves you with a nice taste in your mouth. Like, you mm-hmm. taste, like, that thick vanilla syrup. Um, you know, my breath kind of smells vanilla which I like. The flavors complement each other very, very well. Mm, you're do. not you're not beaten over the head with the maple syrup, and you're not beaten <clears throat> over the head with the vanilla, but they, they work very well together. Like, you, the vanilla hits you more from a fragrance standpoint, and then when you actually taste it, you taste the vanilla and then finish it off with the maple at the end. And then on top of that, it's just got a really great, like, portery taste to it. I prefer a darker beer myself. So, like, this is perfect to me. Um, what a, like, did you, you didn't go to the party, right? I did, actually. Oh, you did? How was that? It was busy. There okay. were a lot of people there. Um, they said that, like, in the past, when they did a, re- like, when they did a release of a beer, they didn't really, like, make an event of it. Uh, one of the, the son of the owner, Josh, I want to say it was, or one of the owners, um, started posting on Facebook when beers were coming out, so that kind of drew more people out. Um, I can say that when I went to the party, they don't have a huge parking lot to begin with. Yeah. There was nowhere to park. Oh. There were people parked on the street. I had to park <coughs> on the street across the street, which wasn't a huge deal, but um, that's, you know, that's the kind of place that this is. Like, there was a lot of people there. Okay. It was pretty much packed. Um, they were they were actually very well staffed for it because they had learned their lesson from when the Ichabod's beer came out. Okay. Uh, and they had more people there. And everybody that works at the brewery is super friendly. Everybody is... There are two families that own the brewery and work the brewery. And are they just, knowledgeable? Like, do they know? They're really knowledgeable. They know okay. their own beer. Uh, I want to say that they did, like, home brewing beforehand. This is kind of the retirement project of the two owners. So, they... Uh, they know their stuff. Their base beers are solid. Um, if you're in the Rochester area, they frequently, if depending on where you go, the Kathy's Cream Ale is available a lot of different places. Sometimes you can find Knockout Stout. Um, I've seen the IPA on draft places. I've seen their Amber Ale on draft at places. But they have like six beers that they brew all year round. And then this is one of their seasonal beers, which actually I was fortunate enough to get there the day that this one released. And I also had the opportunity to have the Ichabod's Gordon Ale, which is really, really good too. That sounds really good. And I'll never have it until next year. Oh, never Pretty say much. never, my friend. <laughs> never say never. <laughs> um, yeah, I think so recently uh, we did a review of this beer, not this beer, but another beer, another porter on um, on the Brewless website, and this kind of reminded me of that of the salted chocolate. Did we actually caramel. officially review that? I don't think we did. Didn't we? We I think we posted pictures, but I don't oh, think we man. actually wrote a review. Well, uh, we did have another beer. <laughs> Once in future, we might we'll post that. At some yes, point. we should. Um, so, anywho, we we did a from Genesee Brewery, which is not a indie company, but they decided to make a craft beer, and they've been doing a few, right? Yeah, they recently released. They had a Scotch Ale, which is 
you can still find it some places. They also had a black IPA, which was actually really good. I don't... Did not try that. As you were aware, <clears throat> I don't particularly care for IPAs, but oh, the black yeah. IPA was pretty good. Scotch Ale I did not have. Um, I do like Scotch Ales, but I was like, eh. Um, but the salted caramel chocolate porter was the one that I was... I couldn't stop talking about, and I was irritated. To the point where I was irritating Casey, I think. No, not at all. Um, I like it. But yeah, we were basically, we were stalking them for weeks and weeks and weeks because we work across the river from the brewery. Yeah. Yeah. We were within walking distance and the night that they came out, we went and ate and drank there. So, um, yeah. Yeah. So anywho, I, I don't want to take away from Knucklehead. It just kind of reminded me similar similar in tasting. That's it. It's similar. Yeah. Uh, Knucklehead. Well, what's your overall rating? I I would say it's a nine out of ten for me. Oh, could be a little bit darker, but I do okay. feel that the actual flavors in the beer are actually quite. They're well blended, um, and they're not. It's not too sweet. The porter taste of it does mellow out the sweetness because beers that have vanilla in it can be can be quite strong, yeah. quite sweet. Maple syrup, same thing, can be quite sweet. I I think it's. A really solid beer. I I would drink again. What do you think of? Um, does the seven point four percent alcohol uh, feel like it? No, it does not. It does yeah. not taste like it. <laughs> if you have more than one of these, you might feel it. Yeah, I was thinking the same thing. It was like if I drank two of these and stood up, I might be like, oh, all right, yeah. <laughs> maybe. Well, uh, <laughs> yeah, because I went to the brewery the night before. Halloween, I had one of these first. Yeah. And then I had their knockout stout, which is a completely different type of beer. It's a stout. It's a more bitter beer, but it's a very well-crafted bitter beer. Um, And I would say I felt it. It felt good. It felt nice. (laughs) Um, I would rate this, uh, I'm going to say an 8 out of 10. I do like it. I definitely do. I personally think it could be a little sweeter <laughs> and i don't know why i just really yeah i do i think it could be i love porters love the shit out of them which is why it's getting an eight and the the flavors do complement each other and i like the look of the beer i think it looks beautiful um i don't know why it look really it just does i think it's a cool like that red tinge to it it's mm-hmm. nice and um i like the the aftertaste of it you know, like I said, my breath probably smells like vanilla. Although I also ate McDonald's before this, so maybe not. But um, yeah, I'm not gonna, I'm not gonna sniff it. No, I don't, don't worry I'm about it. Uh, <laughs> it gets two points knocked off just because I, I think it could be slightly sweeter. And um, comparing it to some other beers, it, it gets a little bit lower on the scale. That's fair. Well, I say that I do want to try other things from Knucklehead. This being my first experience. 8 out of 10, I think, is very good. And I definitely want to try out other ones. So, yeah. Oh, and you will. I'm sure I will. You will. (laughs) Yeah, I'm very excited about it. (laughs) Um, As we mentioned before, this beer is only really available at the brewery. So, unfortunately, if you're not within driving distance of Webster, New York, you're going to miss out on this one. But hopefully, as they grow and expand, they may... uh... The big thing is they're not able to bottle because their operation is actually quite small. So if they, you know, at some point opt to contract out some of their brewing or things like that, because there are some breweries in the area 
that do bottle. Um, you know, that might be a thing in the future as they grow and expand. They're really popular. And like I said, I love hanging out there. They don't have any TVs there, so you basically are forced to talk to people, which isn't oh, the worst thing God. in the world. It's not the no, worst thing in the world. never going. Um, <laughs> but it's a place my husband and I like hanging out. We take friends there, and it's it's a lively joint. Um, and we probably should get into the reason why we paired it with the game. Oh, yeah. My gosh. Like, the point of our entire show. All right. Why did we pair <laughs> Opera's Fate with Dark Shadow? Well, Dark Shadow is a little bit of an <laughs> ominous title. Um, and the game itself does have a little bit of a dark overtone. So I was like, well, this would be a perfect pairing because a porter is a traditionally, like, UK old-style beer. Um, and I felt that it very well fit. It seemed like the kind of thing that I would drink in an inn if I were an adventurer and was looking for something cold and delicious after a long day of adventuring. So. Yeah, I think it fits the, uh, what is it called? The sighing sickness, just like you said, that overall cloud of darkness that mm-hmm. hangs over you. Um, the entire game, you don't know where you're going exactly you're you're constantly searching and it's a lot you're going through muddled waters and um meeting people who could be questionable and um even though the beer ends up being delicious you might not look at it that way at first yeah. <laughs> you might think it's it's very ominous you might be intimidated by the 7.4 percent <laughs> you might be but don't be <laughs> but don't be don't be afraid it's not it's not going to harm you no it's it's gonna wrap you up in a chocolatey and maple-y and vanilla-y blanket. It's going to wrap you up in love with a vanilla fragrance. That sounds good. Um, sounds like grandma. <laughs> yes. So, so yet again, um, I wanted to thank uh, Echnaris Games for providing us for a code for review. Uh, thank you guys very much. Go to their website, download the game, share it, rate, review it on iTunes um, and in the Google Play Store if they do reviews. I think they do reviews. Yeah. We don't have Google devices. We worked at Apple, so we we don't have those. Yeah. I have a I have a tablet. Yeah. Tell a friend. <laughs> Tell your spread your the Android love. Friend. <laughs> yeah. Spread the love. Um, if you have Android friends. Yes, yeah, if you do. Uh you can go to Brewless.com, uh where we have other reviews and news and all that fun stuff on your favorite craft beers and indie games. Um where else can they find us? You can find us on YouTube, uh soon to be pumpkin party. So yes. keep your eyes and ears peeled for that. We'll be announcing it on social media as soon as it's ready. Um you can also find us at Brewlist on Twitter, Instagram, and at Facebook.com forward slash brewlist. Damn right you can. And uh, we are also on iTunes as well as Stitcher. Um, on iTunes, please rate and review us and let us know what you think. And uh, we have a website, Brewlist. Sorry, we have a email address, which is Brewlist at gmail.com. Um, if you can think of any pairings uh, that you like or any games we should review, any beers we should drink, please let us know on there as well as you can reach us at all the other social medias. Exactly. So thank you so very much for listening. Uh, We hope that you enjoy the game. We hope you enjoy the beer if you've had a great opportunity to get that. And until next time, stay thirsty and play indie.